The media likes to scare us a lot. Property market is going to crash. The game is over. Property actually doubles every 15 years. You must be met with a lot of fear in your market. It's really just about managing expectations. You don't grow in your comfort zone. If you don't take the leap, you're going to be stuck in the same position. What's your goal? My goals are really just to educate, advise as many Australians as possible into achieving their dreams. One of the biggest causes of stress is money. If I can help people not be stressed about mortgages and get their money to work for them, then I'll feel accomplished. Wait till I give my money right I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven When I woke I spent that on a necklace Welcome back to another episode of She's Taking Over Thank you so much for tuning in Today we have a very special guest on the podcast Joey, hello Hello Um, For everybody listening, Joey is a great friend of mine He has been a client of Big Appetite He's my mortgage broker. He helped me buy my first house and just a first of a few. We went to a property seminar last night, which um, was very exciting. Joey, maybe introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about what you do. Well, hey guys, uh, I'm Joey. Uh, I started a company about eight months ago called With Finance. Now, I'm a mortgage broker, um, but I like to think of myself as a little bit more than a mortgage broker. I don't see my clients as like a a one-off transaction or anything like that. I genuinely want to work with my clients long-term to help build wealth and to help them take over. Yeah, I love that. She's, she bought a house. (laughs) She bought a house and yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as uh, daunting as she thought it would be, I think. Oh my goodness. It's a confusing process buying a house and it's a goal that so many people have and share. And I think as a, as a female as well, especially if you are busy and you, you, you do run a business or you have goals, it's like the last thing that you need is to then look at this whole other world of paperwork and things and rules. And um, you really helped me decipher that. But let's take it back a little bit and just see, uh, or just tell us, sorry for everyone, that's my cat jumping around the couch. Um, <laughs> let's take it back and tell us how you started your business. So eight months ago, what made you take the leap from being employed to starting your own company? So basically I was working for another company and a very good friend of mine um, for a couple of years. Uh, So I'd been in the mortgage space for just over two years at that stage. And I noticed that I wanted to do more personally. Like everyone wants to run their own business a certain amount of way. It's kind of like parenting. You know, you want to, you discipline your children a certain way and you run your household a certain way. You like to fold your towels a certain way, things like that. (laughs) But for me, I noticed that there was a few things I would have done different. I wanted to be my own boss. I'd always strive to be, you know, my own boss and have my own team. And so I think it actually stemmed from a couple of uh, maybe red wines and whiteboard <laughs> sessions with with Jenna or yourself. And yeah. um, we, we, we just got, we got brainstorming on how we could do things different, what yep. we could bring to the market as a, as a mortgage broker, I've, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then re- honestly, it, it just, it kind of like snowballed because then we got a bit, bit excited. Then I started talking about like, honestly, like, how am I going to set this up? You know, there's a lot of things I had to actually just bought a house. Yeah, you did. So look, I don't recommend it to anybody who's looking to start a business or buy a house. Don't do both at the same time. Or do look at you now. Look, it is. It- <laughs> Take that risk. I remember that night it was, um, 
So Joey, for people who don't know, is you're definitely a man of passion. You used to be a DJ, loves music, loves a good time, can light up any room. You love people. You're a people person. And working a job where I think, and tell me if I'm wrong, like we, when people buy a house, it's obviously a very highly involved decision-making process. It takes time for people to sign on on that dotted line. And so a large part of your job is relationship building and this is something that I always knew you were so good at and we had this wine and whiteboard night which I do love to do some of my <laughs> friends like and I it's we notorious. do do it <laughs> and we um we just mapped out like really what it is that you want to be doing because there's obviously when you work for someone you do see an opportunity to either do things on your own like bringing in leads and uh, we we actually when Joey came on with Big Appetite and we worked together we ended up well actually it was your grandfather that brought this in, but anything is possible with finance. Yeah, so look, I don't even think I said that I worked with Big Upside just yet, but we did. <laughs> so I was freaking out about like how to do everything. Um, where, as, as anyone that started a business knows, you, you have to wear a lot of hats at the beginning, especially before you have your staff. You gotta be, you know, you gotta be running your own books. You have to be doing your own marketing. You have to be doing your job to a really like, a really high level so when i spoke to jenna about potentially what coming on board which i i did um, <laughs> uh she she made me feel really good about the whole scenario uh, whole situation um you know it went from you know i can i can guide you here and there and then it's like you know what like why don't we just why don't we go all in work with big appetite um i know jenna had been working for about six or seven months with the new company and big appetite is just growing day by day amazing um but that really allowed me to take off my marketing hat and my web development hat yeah and my copy hat and i was able to really focus on the other things in the business like the finances and the clients and the relationships mastering so, your craft yeah I, it really allowed me to kind of just not have to do that part because i don't see myself as creative i am passionate but in terms of creativity jenna helped me come up with the logo my business name with finance, it stemmed from an Instagram page I used to have called uh, Finance with Joseph. And that was from an idea from a friend of mine, Triana, who had finance with Trey. <laughs> so I wanted to, I was kind of thinking of doing like a finance with brand and then having, you know, for future brokers and employees, they can have their handles as finance with their name. Like finance mm -hmm. with Jenna when she becomes a broker. Um, <laughs> but no, then um, I was brainstorming with a friend of mine, Ronnie, um, who opened up a nightclub recently. Everyone's creative and entrepreneurial in my space. We have a good space. space. Yeah, yeah. we've got a good circle. Um, and he said, why don't you just switch it around? It's finance with kind of sounds incomplete. Why don't you do with finance? And I was like, with finance. With finance, anything is possible. And I, I spoke to my grandfather and he's like, Joseph. He calls me Joseph. Um, that's my professional name. Uh, <laughs> Joseph, that is fantastic. With finance, anything is possible. With finance, dreams come true. And I'm yes. like, yes it showed the passion it showed that like it's not just a, a mortgage business but it's like it's an opportunity or a gateway to help people mm -hmm. bring their dreams to life and show that anything is possible and i really love that because i'm really passionate about selling the result when you start a business especially if you're a service provider more or less what you sell is indifferent to your competitors so why work with you versus somebody else and with finance, anything is possible, has so much heart in it. Your brand has so much heart that you're really selling the result to somebody, not just buying your next house or, or one investment or whatever that may be. 
So um, nailing the branding was something that happened like kind of straight from the start. It was cool. We had I had some ideas. I have some favorite colors, and they were around the blue and gold. Yeah, kind of stem from a football team. I love Parramatta, <laughs> but then yeah, obviously Jenna and the Big Upper Tide team helped me come up with a logo, my branding, um, from everything. Like, and I love my logo. It's got the W with the arrow going yeah. up because we're going up. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I can understand that. So. It's really interesting this time, and I, there's two elements to bringing this up to talk with you about it, but there's a lot of fear-mongering in the media, lots of press around rising interest rates. The cost of living is going up for a lot of people. Rent and mortgages are going up, and, and people are feeling a lot of fear in the market right now. It's, it's a time where, depending on how you perceive it, starting a business has a lot of opportunity, but it can also bring with it um, a lot of uncertainty and you started a business selling money, which is that the most expensive it's ever been, the highest interest rates we've had in, I think, almost a decade. Yeah, well, it's only risen since I started. Yeah, it. so what is, what, how have you managed that? Like, I started my business selling to uh, fitness coaches four weeks before we went into a pandemic where gyms shut around the world. And you similarly, you've, you've come out with, with finance and, and interest rates are at an all-time high. So you must be met with a lot of fear in your market, how, what have you found has worked with you with managing these like people that are coming through? Well, at the end of the day, what I've always had to say to my clients, um, whether interest rates were, like even at my previous job when interest rates were down, but now that they're going up, I've had to say that it's the price of money. It's the price of goods. Like if food goes up in price, we're still going to have to buy it, yeah. you know, because we need to eat. Just like when you're ready to buy a property, whether it's going to cost you 1.8%, which is what they were like over a year ago, or it's going to cost you 6%, it's the price of money. But we have to look at it as a bigger picture. And I like to say that you need to like zoom out a little bit and look at it on a bigger, on a bigger scale. So basically, although price of money is going up, it's not going to stay this way forever. It'll go down, it'll go up, but it's still actually at, it's still below a 30 average. So 30 years ago, rates were like 16 to 20%. Yeah, our parents and had it way tougher. Yeah, and obviously um, houses were cheaper. Yeah, but, <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> but at the same time, it's all relative at the end of the day. And so it's just about really managing my clients' expectations, um, guiding them through, obviously not allowing them or not, not doing anything dodgy. So the banks obviously have their own servicing calculators and things like that and buffer rates. So serviceability has gone down, which means you can't borrow as much at the moment, but that's just about managing expectations and maybe buying something a little bit cheaper for now to still get your foot in the market because as we both believe, time in the market is better than trying to time the market. Yeah. So if, you're, if you've got your foot in the door and you, you've jumped into the property market, even at a smaller scale, when, when, when rates go down, and I've, this is what I tell my clients, they'll have more opportunity. You know, They could then look to purchase another property or upgrade their property depending on what their goals are at the end yeah. of the day. So it's really just about managing expectations. And it, it's scary to start a business and uh, buy a property in the same month, but you don't grow in your comfort zone. Yeah. You know? Let's explore that. So people listening to this who may have an idea and they may be feeling that fear, right? That phobe, that, that scare, scarcity mindset, the fear of it not working, the fear of investing. What is your advice? And this could also be the fear of buying your first house, right? What's your advice to overcoming fear? Look, like it's different for everybody. To overcome fear is different for everybody. I like I'm a risk taker. I don't 
I don't. I thrive under pressure personally, and I think so do you. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to work within your means. So, obviously, well calculated risks um, help. You know, understanding that there's a three percent buffer on any home loan, um, for example. So right now, if rates are at six percent, the banks are assessing you at nine percent. And look, um, don't quote me on this, but I really don't think rates are going to go to nine <laughs> percent. So if the banks are allowing you to purchase, you know, for a certain amount of money, that's because it has been stress tested by that three yeah. percent, which is fifty percent more than um, the like the actual rate. You know, if yeah. So I believe that although there is fear, you sometimes you got to take the leap. Yeah. Because if you don't take the leap, you're going to be stuck in the same position, you know, mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, basically. Well, that's exactly right. Like, what's the cost of staying the same? And we went to this uh, property investing seminar last night, which you took me to, and I learned something or a different way of thinking about it, which is like the cost of goods, right? So but interest is part of the cost of goods. And exactly. if you buy a house and it appreciates in value, and yes, your interest rates are high and you buy right then you can deduct that cost of goods. Obviously, you're still left with like a higher net profit, essentially. And I think um, that is part of growth. Like, where are you going to live? You can live in a place that you are paying off or you can choose to have your money um, somewhere else, which is growing for you. And I think that's something that like a lot of young people don't necessarily understand because I think with property, there's quite a lot of uh, gateways or barriers to entry, which is usually fueled by education or a lack thereof for people. Um, Whereas it's so easy to buy shares. You can buy shares in 30 seconds on your phone. You can sign up for a coin wallet and buy crypto in 30 seconds on your phone. Um, But investing in property or investing in a business just seems to be a little bit harder because of education. Yeah, well, it's it's something that is based around fear. You know, media, the media likes to scare us a lot at the end of the day. And I think we noticed uh, there was a, there was a part in yesterday's talk that said that, Throughout history, the media has been saying that property, the property market is going to crash. The game is over. Like there was all these different articles. And after all of these different articles, property continued to rise. Yep. Now, over 30 years, property has risen by an average of 5.6% a year, which means that property actually doubles every 15 years. So by what I was saying earlier in terms of like zooming out a little bit and looking at the bigger picture... Although, yes, interest rates are high, uh, higher than they were in the past year. You know, they're at 6%. 6% of your money in interest, but in 10 years' time, you've, got, you've, you've doubled that money that you've invested. So basically, if you've leveraged your money, you've put down $100,000 and you bought a million-dollar property, for example. It, uh, as history would say, in, in 10 years' time or 15 years' time, that's going to double. Yeah, wow. So, so what's 6% or 6% of a million dollars is like $60,000 in interest a year. Yeah, but at the same time, you can you have the potential to make a million dollars in fifteen years, for example. But yeah. there's all there's other ways to go about it. You know, there's obviously when investing in property, you've got a tenant that's paying your mortgage for you almost of it, and then you have other tax deductions and things like that. We're not going to get too nitty gritty. Yeah, but to hold property and to be able to, you know, take that leap, you'll see the benefits long term. It's not a quick uh, get rich quick scheme. You know, I know a lot of people that got rich quick off crypto and things like that. <laughs> and look, it's very volatile and there were people that made millions off it. But there's also people that lost a lot of money on it as well. So just like anything, there is risk. And I would always suggest to do your own research and speak to experts and yeah. don't always listen to the media. Yeah. Because the media don't always know what's going on mm. or they don't, they don't like to convey everything. By the time it's in the media, it's too late. 
And this is interesting because it kind of, the question I asked earlier about like, how do you overcome fear? And you're like, oh, I'm a risk taker, you know, but just like saying, speak to your experts, speak to experts. And um, so we surround ourselves with people who are risk takers, who do have big dreams, who are really true to their heart. And um, when you are fueled by that sort of inspiration and then you get the right advice, and then if you are feeling fear in starting a business or buying a house, I guess the best way to navigate that is education and understanding, yeah, right? And, and having the right people on your side. So yeah. that's how I overcame my fear of not knowing marketing or not understanding where to start with building a website and things like that. I got experts involved like yourself <laughs> in Big Overtype because work with your strengths at the end of the day. Exactly. You know, you can't do everything. And I know you're one of the best people I know that does this. She gets a professional for everything. Mm-hmm. If it's training a certain way, she gets a professional to do that. If it's eating a certain way and she wants to achieve a certain goal, you have good a nutrition point. coach. Yeah. You know, if you need a really good mortgage broker, you speak <laughs> to me. <laughs> That's a good you know, point. Um, with everything in life, if you can, obviously everything comes at a price, but when you're working with experts, it could save you a lot of money by paying yeah. that small price. And let's talk to that. So um, when I first had this conversation with Joey about starting his, about starting his business, starting your business, yep. I saw the product, which is actually you. Like, yes, you sell loan products and you you pair the, the loan product to the person, but people don't buy loan products. They buy you. They buy your service. And they're che- like those loan products are accessible to anyone and everyone, essentially. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's your network and your leverage that you have, but it's the way that you handle the relationship that, that at the end of the day, that person signs on the dotted line. So for anybody who doesn't know, I looked at buying a house with Joey first like two years ago and we only yeah. just settled la- this month. We settled this month. Yeah, congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you. And so that was a really sort of long-winded process for many reasons. But what I found with you when you came on board was like you were so busy doing what you do best, being the technician, that you weren't marketing and and it felt different like you know do you start a new instagram you have your network and do you do paid ads i remember i think we went for breakfast or lunch something and we were going for a walk and you're like but how do i get clients and i said outside of my network i'm like it's your friends and family it's your network that'll come first and one thing i've really noticed um that you've been doing and leveling up with is posting on social media your tiktoks and your reels and your video content you know, when, when all of our clients launch with us, we give them a polished set of graphics and we give it to them really just to make them feel safe. Like, yes, you should use these graphics. Yes. Canva is easy to use, but personality is everything. And putting your personality into the, the product that you sell gets a better customer experience. But then on the flip side, you need to market that product, which is putting your personality into your content. So how have you how have you been doing with managing your social media, your TikTok? Like, is that working for you to generate leads right now? Look, it definitely comes in peaks and troughs for me. So obviously it's about managing time at the end of the day, but I have become a little bit more confident in front of the camera as time has gone on. At first I didn't really like doing videos and things like that. But then I noticed that there's like, there's such a, such a need for education in this field. Like no one really teaches you like how to get a mortgage no one really teaches you about like taxes or anything like that. It's like, it's, I wish there was a subject for it in school, like just yeah. a life subject, because honestly, before I became a mortgage broker, I didn't know what a settlement was. Yeah. And like, because I had never bought a property what before. What is it? A settlement is the exchange. Like it's once you have your approval or you do your loan process and you get fully approved 
And then your settlement is the day that the money actually goes to the vendor or the seller. And <laughs> thanks for putting me on the spot. Nah. And you actually, are, you get the keys that day. Yeah. So, or your property agent gets the keys and you rent it straight out if it's an investment property. But um, yeah. it's the day that the property becomes yours. And a month after that, you start paying your mortgage. And if you don't work with a good mortgage broker, you'll probably pay that over 30 years or longer, depending on how wow. you do things. Or you work with some like an expert who like I don't like I don't want my clients to pay like pay their mortgages off over 30 years. Yeah. I want to work with them and figure out how we can pay it down faster, how we can accumulate wealth and things like that. But I guess to answer your question in terms of education and or in terms of TikTok and Instagram, there's an, there's such a need for education that I was like, well, I don't put it out like who's going to yeah exactly you know so i started i started realizing that as the more content i put out the more positive feedback i received and the more people asked me more questions and the more clients i got at the end of the day yeah but it all it, it came from a part of like just being genuine and wanting to help people and answer questions like you know more like general mortgage jargon and different ways to do things or different amounts of money you need to purchase different properties because end of the day these are questions that haven't really been answered in school and for as long as you haven't gone through the process it's pretty hard to to know all of this yeah definitely you know? and this is one of the things that i really value about you obviously as a friend i got this insight but as a consumer choosing which mortgage broker to go with you might not see this and you might not value this at the time if you're not aware of it but one thing that was hugely important to me is why do you want to buy property and you really worked with me to understand my goals and my goals to buy a property like really were to accumulate wealth so i believe in investing in business first and foremost because your business can grow you know even faster essentially but i felt like you really understood that what i was trying to achieve what i was working with and you weren't just trying to get me sold on one property and one loan and you said this before, like you work with your clients and you share or you create like a vision and a pathway. Yeah. I want, like, I want to work long-term at the end of the day. Like I think we engaged a couple of years back, as you said, and it's not about just, come on, Jenny, you got to buy a property because I want to get my commission. It's like commission is a byproduct of like seeing somebody start to achieve their, their dreams at the end of the day. And so for me, it was a matter of like, what do you want this for? At first you're going to buy a property to live in. Yeah. And then, you know, and, we could have done that, but then we realized that you actually want to build a property portfolio. And so if we were able to purchase properties, it, like obviously Sydney is a growing market, but may not be the best for investment at the moment because, you know, property prices are so high and rental rental yield is a little bit lower than other capital cities or other cities in Australia. So then you spoke, you actually engaged with another professional, a mm. buyer's agent, yep. and found properties that were going to achieve their growth with the, with a good rental yield, so then it wouldn't cost you as much to hold that property. Yeah. So it wasn't just a matter of all right, um, you want to you want to loan this, how much you can borrow, um, hurry up and buy a property. I want to get my commission. It was like we're going to work together on this. Yeah. And we did. And there was a time where we put things on pause. Obviously, you were starting another massive, like you were starting your business at the same time, and I'm like, mm-hmm. don't rush into this. Like it's not. I'm going to be here for a while. Yeah. I'm yeah. here to stay. <laughs> I feel that. I say the same thing. It's funny, you know, you said something earlier that I've never really heard before or considered about myself, which is that I do seek professional advice. And I think that um, 
it's so important that you do like working with a mortgage broker you don't have to pay the mortgage broker they get paid by the bank so it'll be nice it, yeah it hurt <laughs> it doesn't hurt to get advice or just to even have a conversation like if you don't know if you're ready to buy or what you need to buy get informed because if if you are concerned about the rising cost of living instead of being scared about it do something about it like for me i'm always like start that business do your thing, start a side hustle, make more money, buy that investment property. Investment properties are a business as well. Yeah, well, look, and as you said, like, just just get into it. If you're scared of doing something or you're worried about something, figure out ways where you can counteract that fear. So we heard something last night at the talk that said um, someone was really, someone was complaining about interest rates and said, like, I, I keep losing from these interest rate rises. What can I do to benefit from it? And then the expert last night said, well, buy shares in the bank then. Yeah. So basically, if you're worried about cost of living going up, but you're also worried about property prices going up, get into a property because then you can take advantage. You could you could jump on yeah. the bandwagon and benefit from that. I think fear – well, I know fear causes like analysis paralysis. When you run a business or you want to start a business or you make a big decision, like buying a house for a lot of people could be the biggest decision they may ever make in their life, you are strict, like stricken with fear and it can cause non-action. And then you have to become aware of what is the cost of non-action. Like if you're ready to buy and you have money to buy and you are renting, you are wasting, you know, it could be $40,000 a year or whatever it is in rent or not wasting, but that money goes to die essentially. Like you get it back in your living situations and your environment. But on the flip side, you could invest that into what it is that you want to achieve. But when you're so scared, I think dark thoughts sort of overcome all of us. Like, what if it doesn't work? What if it fails? What if the yeah. sky falls down? Like, and these things just stop you from actually asking and having an open mind. I think having a growth mindset and surrounding yourself with people, going to seminars, going to talks, like booking a call, downloading a free info guide, like whatever it is, like instead of fear, choose curious. Like, yeah, research and like yeah. understand it better. And not to say that renting is bad because at the end of the day, you could buy... 10 investment properties and still continue to rent. But at least in those 10 investment properties, your money is working for you. And so when the rental market's going up and you have to pay more rent, as a landlord, you can actually charge more rent. And that's not to sound like cold-hearted, but at the same time, it, it's, it, you're, work, you're working with the market at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. like when you jump in and you, you, you overcome that fear, then it, allow, it gives you more opportunity. Yeah. You know? So... I'm curious to know what your growth goals are for your business now that you're really like essentially eight months later up and running and all the all the deals that you've done in the pipeline off the network that you kind of forgot that you had when you wanted to launch, which has now yeah. launched your business, you've launched your business too. What's your goal? What's your vision for with finance? Where do you, what do you want to be doing in 12 months from now when we're back on the couch? I've got, I've got a few massive goals for with Share finance. Share them. My goal for the for ten year my ten year goal is forty million dollars in loans, so that's just the dollar figure. It doesn't mean much to like the average like someone that's not in the mortgage game, but for me it's just a, like a milestone at the end of the day. I was listening to a podcast um, about one from one of the biggest financial or mortgage broker companies in Australia, and they had recently um, just done two billion dollars, and I thought, well, they've got fifteen brokers or twenty brokers. I want to hit I want to hit a billion dollars in loans. With less than that, I'm very competitive yeah. personally. Yeah. And so, look, there's many, there's many financial goals, but at the end of the day, my goals are really just to educate uh, and you know advise as many Australians as possible into achieving their dreams. 
Um, I would say education is massive for me. So if I can if I can help people get into property, that's one. But if I can help people understand how to build wealth through property, that's massive because yeah. look, I think we spoke about it early on when we we're talking about like my brand values and things like that. But like one of the biggest causes of stress is money. And obviously stress leads to all diseases and things like that. Um, so, and I think growing up, everyone would have experienced their parents or somebody around them in family talking about the stresses of money. Yep. And so if I can help people build financial freedom or get to financial freedom um, and be secure within their uh, living environments, then I think I'm creating, I'm, I'm, I'm contributing to creating a happier place. Yeah, you know, at I the end of the that. day. So, if I can help people not be stressed about mortgages and, you know, help them get their money to work for them, then I'll feel accomplished. And that right there is your why. And it's the first question I ask people when they come to work with us like, why are you here? And they kind of don't know or they're too scared to say it. I don't know, but it came out. And I remember when you said money is the biggest cause of stress and stress is one of the biggest killers and it just took me back to a place where you know I saw growing up as a kid my parents fighting over money and my mom not working and my dad counting money in a spreadsheet like as an immigrant family and it caused a lot of heartache and my parents loved each other so much and I couldn't understand why this external factor was causing heartache and stress and anxiety and anger which they would never have had if it wasn't for that and I really like I really loved that I learned that about you and then we got to build this this business that was true to that and this brand and this messaging that allows you to share that because it's so much more powerful than I'll help you buy an investment property. Yeah, no, it it, it goes a lot deeper than that and I think we've all seen our parents fight over money or being stressed about money and and that's led to arguments at the end of the day. And so if if we can if we can help more households not have to worry about that, I think we're doing our job yeah. correctly. Okay, what is your two things? Number one, what is your top tip to anybody who is considering buying or wants to buy but just feels like it's a really hard, far away goal right now? I would definitely say speak to an expert. Um, speak to a mortgage broker, myself. But, um, <laughs> speak to a mortgage broker, definitely, because at the end of the day, they're here to work long-term with their clients or the good ones are. Um like I think now mortgage brokers take up 70% of the market share, which means 70% of Australians purchasing property are going through a mortgage broker. They need the guidance. It's it's so much more than just getting the loan. You know, like at the end of the day, I say to my clients, like you can go straight to a bank and you might get it done a little bit faster or something like that. But at the end of the day, the banks make money from the interest you pay. Whether you, whether the bank manager tells you they're going to get you the best rate or not, at the end of the day, they the more interest you pay, the more money the bank makes. The bank makes. For me, I don't make any money on interest. I make I make money from getting the loan, but that, that doesn't that's not what leads to the happiness. It's about pay, get, paying as little interest as possible and putting as much money back in my client's pocket as possible. So really, I would say speak to experts. Be a Jenna Davies and speak to experts <laughs> in whatever it is. I love that. If you don't know what to buy, speak to a property uh, like a buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. If you obviously if you want to. If you need a mortgage, speak to a mortgage broker. And that goes with anything in life. If you want to lose weight, speak to somebody in the fitness industry that's an expert. Don't go to Dr. Google and try and do it yourself because it could take so much longer. Get like, help, people. Invest in yourself yeah. at the end of the day. And well, look, mortgage brokers don't actually charge a fee. We get paid from the bank regardless. But if 
by engaging in, with an expert, you'll save yourself a lot of heartache and I think a lot of stress. Yeah, I love that. I, d- I definitely love that. Get help. There's so much free help available. Yeah, All we, you have to do is ask. Yeah, like we had we have a like a, a first home buyer's guide on our website that has like the 10 steps to buying your first property. My website's withfinance.com.au. Yes. Built by the best. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, always like, and look at our socials. We've got like a with finance Instagram and TikTok. There's always educational videos just to talk about like the breakdowns of like purchasing a property, purchasing investment property. Um, and c- there's going to be a lot more content that he's put out as well. I love that. And the second thing is what advice do you have for anybody who may be in finance or property looking to start a business or grow grow their business right now? Look, I would definitely say that you don't grow in your comfort zone. And that comes from a great author or a great visionary I, I read about, uh, David Goggins, who is always talking about be get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I, I believe that in your comfort zone, you're, you're comfortable, you're chilling out, you know, you're watching movies, but where are you growing in that? Um when you're out of your comfort zone, you're really striving to be better. You know, whether that's running a marathon, whether that's starting a business, that's when you find your real you, you know. And when your back's against the wall and you have no way out except fighting through it, that's when you work the hardest. That's when you figure out your strengths. That's when you figure out your weaknesses. But that's where you figure out what you need to do next. So I would say that if you're looking to do it, obviously do your research, but take the leap because... In 10 years' time, do you want to look back and say, I wish I did it? Or do you want to say, damn, that was a fun experience? It might have been a little bit stressful, but we did it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm so proud of you for buying your house and starting your business and doing it anyway. I'm proud of you for buying your house. (laughs) And look, it was like... It was it was a long process, but it was a it was a fulfilling one. Exactly, and you know? we're here now. And I wish I, I wish I did it sooner. <laughs> That's right, we've got another one coming soon. Don't worry. Yeah, we're working for it. Okay, well, as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Joey is available at withfinance.com.au. Thank you so much, Joey, for thanks for having me coming today. What this a was pleasure! Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and guys, if you love this episode, leave a review, make sure that you let me know if you've got any feedback, if there's anybody else that you want to see on it. If you love this kind of content, talking about um, money and finance potentially as well, leave a, leave a review. We love to hear from you. Yeah, done. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Cut that out.